0: hi welcome to the inspired painter podcast my name is jessica libor and i am a philadelphia-based artist curator and art professor as well as artist coach in this podcast i cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists like inspiration mindset art business relationships and artist career strategy you'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Good morning, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're doing well. I wanted to bring to you today a very special training that I gave for the Art Queens, which is a fabulous artist community run by Ekaterina Papova, And um, I am privileged to be a part of it. I think it's amazing. And um, yeah, I was a speaker for the Art Queens a few months ago and Ekaterina graciously Um, offered that I can publish my training on my podcast and I'm excited to bring it to you because I think it's a really, really powerful training and I think that it can be very transformative for any artist who listens to it Um, because it goes over some concepts that were really transformative for me and I'm excited to bring this to a wider audience so yeah this is the training that I gave to the art queens and if you are interested in the art queens you can go to theartqueens.com the art queens also has an instagram and you can check it all out Um, they have a fabulous community lots of resources for artists and it's really wonderful So, um, so check that out. I will also put the links to that in the show notes and, um, I think that you would really enjoy it and enjoy today's training. I hope it is very transformative for you and is truly uplifting and, uh, really makes a big shift for you. So without further ado, may I present the training from the art Queens by me. (laughs) Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to be here. It's good to see you, Kat. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. Um, and so I'm from Philadelphia. So I have my studio here and I live here in the Maniunk area, if you guys are familiar. Um, so yeah. Um, so my name is Jessica Libor and um, I've known Kat for a couple years now. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys today, and we are going to talk about a really cool topic um, about quantum leaping your creativity, shattering your glass ceiling, and stepping into your highest artist identity. So it's all about like a three-pronged approach to kind of just like, um, you know, going into like a new land with like your journey and then with everything that you do with your art as well. Um, so those, those are kind of like the things that we're going to be talking about today. And I'm not sure if Kat wanted to, um, come back to Kat and talk a little bit more. So, um, before I get okay. into my talk, I just wanted to throw that back to you.
1: Yeah. I'm just really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. So before we dive in, cause you just, and by the way, like i really, um, you're dressed like a queen, but this is always <laughs> how you're dressed you because you you're, you try you're someone who expresses yourself like through your fashion, through your outfits, and through your decor. Like you really embody this person, and and you you look like you're painting. So it's so <laughs> cool. I just want to give you some love on that. But could you just tell us like what does quantum leaping mean for you? For those who might not be familiar with this term, like what yeah. does it mean for you? Um, and and can it be applied to like all areas of life as well?
0: Um. First of all, I think so. I think it can be applied to any area of your life. To me, quantum leaping means like kind of like going into a new reality, kind of like skipping the part where you're kind of in transition and just like stepping into like a new reality right now. And like, um, and maybe like the the world will take a little bit to catch up, um, but it's about you deciding what new reality you want to live in and the quantum leap is you dwelling in that now and then eventually the world is going to catch up because the world is going to see you how you see yourself and um and yeah quantum leaping in the art world um for me is about like seeing yourself in a really different way seeing yourself able to accomplish and um achieve a certain level with your creativity that maybe you've only dreamed of before now and um, being able to show at places that have always been on your like oh i would love to you know someday um you know maybe like when you were a student you dreamed of like exhibiting in certain museums and stuff like that so quantum leaping to me is about like believing that you are the version of yourself now who can like step into that and um and having the confidence to do that So, so yeah, that's what quantum leaping is for me.
1: I love that explanation. Thank you so much. Yeah. I can't wait to dive in and and learn from you. Did you want to share something or do you want to just share? um, Do you have slides or do you want to just chat? um,
0: Oh, so I don't have slides. So I was just going to chat with you guys today. Um, And yeah, yeah, so if you guys have, um, if you have notes, um, that would be, it might be beneficial for you to take down some things that might be helpful for you, or um, I know that this is going to be recorded and it's going to be in the Art Queens, um, you know, repository. <laughs> so um, yes. you can always <laughs> go back there and look at it. Um, yeah. So
1: right. well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing this. And we'll, if we have time at the end, we'll leave a few minutes for Q and A as well for anyone who has questions for you.
0: Okay, great. And what is it? What what is is it? One hour, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, so we'll go until 2 p.m. Eastern Time or wherever you are. Okay. <laughs> and like, you know, a little less than an hour from now, so. Okay, great.
0: Bye. I'll leave some room for questions then. Thanks, Kat. Okay, so I'll dive right in. So, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today, and I'm so excited um, to meet with the other art queens. Um, I just am sending love to you guys, and... Positivity and support, and um, just know that we're all in this together. We all like want similar things to express ourselves. I think it's really magical. So I'm just sending you guys support today. And um, yeah, I want to talk about how to quantum leap your create creativity, shatter your glass ceiling, and step into your highest artist identity. So as you heard, my name is Jessica Libor. I'm a visual artist. I'm primarily a painter. Although I do work in drawings, as well as pastel and charcoal, I did a lot of drawings this summer, and I'm also a curator and founder of ERA Contemporary Gallery and the Visionary Artist Salon, which is where my courses and my coaching for artists live. Uh, My signature course is the Luminary Artist Academy, and that's my signature work that will help you get to the next level of your art career. But today, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about a three-pronged approach to really elevating everything about your art practice, both in what you create and how you exhibit it. So we all know that professional artists, as professional artists, that creating your work is the most important thing. That's the thing that anchors you. That's where everything comes out of. However, the second most important thing is getting out into the world and showing it in a beautiful way that elevates your work and also welcoming in abundance from your creations. Um, So we we want it to go out into the world and um, it's kind of like money. Uh, You want it to go out into the world and to fulfill a purpose, right? So you want your work to be seen, to be used, to be inspiring to other people. So I just want to begin by doing a short visualization with you guys. So I want you now to close your eyes and just take a deep breath. And now I just want you to imagine that you are standing outside of a beautiful gallery space. And inside, you know that your solo exhibition is waiting for you. All of your works are complete. Your creative expression fully fulfilled, and all you have to do is step inside and enjoy the beautiful event for tonight. As you walk in, on your right and left side, you are greeted by your loved ones. You feel so supported and loved on this beautiful evening. You look around and you see that there are lots of people here. Everyone that you had hoped for was there for you and as your eyes glaze over the beautiful white high walls, you are so incredibly proud of the work that you have created. You see the brushstrokes, the pencil marks, the way that everything fits together with your ideas. You see the way that they are taking up space on the walls and are so thrilled with how everything looks together. You can hardly believe that you are the one who did all of this, but it's true. You in your highest expression Have created these masterpieces. Then a gallerist comes up to you and tells you that they have sold all the pieces in the exhibition. A smile comes across your face as you realize that one of your life dreams has just come true. You feel like you are floating and basking in the love and excitement of this amazing evening. Not only that, but you are so satisfied with the expression of your works knowing that they come from a place of meaning within your own soul and are worthy of all of this attention. You are worthy of all of this attention and success. You celebrate that night knowing that your work will be loved, revered, and go forth in its purpose to inspire humanity. Okay, so that feels really good. And you guys can take a deep breath. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I kind of wish I could be in all of your heads right now because even though that was like a very specific uh, visualization, I'm sure it looked really different for each one of you. Um, And I know that you all have your own style and your own dreams of what you want to exhibit. So um, just keep that in mind as we move forward that that is all possible for you. All right. So I just wanted to say that your artwork is incredibly valuable. It has infinite value, actually. There's really no monetary price that can capture the value of your work because its worth is infinite, just like your worth is infinite as a human being. You can't put a price tag on yourself Um, because art is an expression of your humanity. It has infinite worth. However, we all know that in order to make a living as an artist, you do have to put some sort of price tag on it and get it out into the world so it can be loved and appreciated. And part of doing that is coming up with creative ways to elevate the way that your work is seen in the art world. So I'm going to just dive right in and begin sharing some specific ideas for you guys so that you can use these as inspiration for your own art career. So I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, but there can be a sensation for a lot of artists um, that the art world is really kind of out of your control. There can be a sensation that you don't understand why some pieces are selected and some pieces are not or why you see one piece selling for a million dollars and maybe your piece is selling for $500 when they look pretty similar. There can be a sense that you are locked out of the art world and are not sure how to get in except through gatekeepers. So what is a gatekeeper? So a gatekeeper is somebody who lets somebody in or keeps somebody out. Think of like an old medieval castle, like um, the gatekeepers like let certain people in and they put down the drawbridge for other people. So they are in the art world, they are deciders of the art world. And that can be anybody from curators to super rich people who decide to finance certain artists to magazine editors, to collectors, to the people who are on panels who decide who wins competitions, who lets who into you know, graduate programs or residencies. Basically, they are the people in charge of art opportunities. So I'm going to share a few ideas that have worked for me in getting past gatekeepers and getting them to say yes to my project, to my artwork, or just like to me. <laughs> um, so doing these things may help you as you move forward because we're all in this game together. And unless you decide to become a gatekeeper, which is certainly another strategy, um, which I'm gonna talk about, then um, you know using these ideas can help you to stand out from the sea of other artists. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist, feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident, feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning. Because um, if you think about the role of gatekeepers and the more um, the more they are in charge of, the more proposals, the more artists are going to come to them wanting something. So you want to stand out from that sea of artists who want something from them. And I'm going to share um, four specific ways how to do that. Okay, so uh, number one is to offer something to the gatekeeper. If you know of a curator, collector, or anyone else that you want to work with in the art world, you can stand out from the crowd by offering something to them instead of asking something from them. So, what can you offer? You can say, "What can I offer?" I'm just, I'm just a little artist, and you know, I'm hoping to just like make it into the, you know, this fancy, uh, you know, competition. So, what can I offer? Some ideas are an interview on your blog, maybe talking about that uh, that gatekeeper's career or some passion project of theirs. So that benefits them by getting the word out. Um, it could be um, an interview on your podcast, if you have a podcast talking about something that that gatekeeper wants to promote. You could also send them a gift, perhaps a print of one of your works with like a nice um, a nice note on it, um, or you could get something made from your art and send that, like a silk scarf or a calendar. Um, I, I get things made from the Art of Wear, W-H-E-R-E, it's a Canadian company and they have really nice quality products that you can make from your art. So you can like create these like products from your art, uh, you know, make sure they're classy. Um, that's why I like the silk scarf idea. but. Um, You know, you can send them like a really nice classy gift and um, a note and ask to maybe meet up for 15 minutes or speak over Zoom and um, ask their feedback on an exciting art project that you're working on. And what this does is it creates a connection, it creates a relationship and it creates goodwill. And think about this, If um, if if you know the curator, Think about your past experience here. If you know the curator, if you're friends with the curator, um, or somebody who's in charge of an opportunity, how much more likely are you to get into that opportunity? Like a hundred percent more likely. So what you want to do is create connections that aren't just like um, you trying to get something. So you want to be genuine and want to create a connection. You want to win the war, not really like the battle I would say because um, like maybe you specifically want this opportunity but maybe you don't get in um, but you know that curator may have other projects going on and so um, so by creating a connection with them it starts a long-term relationship ideally so that that person will think of you when they think of other opportunities so it's kind of switching your mindset to like how can I get into this exhibition now? To like, how can I create connections in the art world that are full of mutual respect that I can give them something and they can also give me something. Um, So so that's number one, is to offer something to the gatekeeper. So number two, um, if you like the work of a particular curator, you can write to them directly and ask them if they have any projects coming up in the next year that might be a good fit for your artwork. Share with them briefly what your work is about and include only one or two of your best pieces. Don't overwhelm them. Um, you know, one piece is fine. Um, one or two pieces of your very best works and just just make it like a short letter saying, this is what my work is about. I was wondering if you have any suggestions. I love what you do. If you have any suggestions or ideas about opportunities for me in the next year, I would love you to keep me in mind and you know send these out like every couple months to different curators or different people who are um, in charge of art opportunities and writing to them directly and it kind of circumvents the whole process of like applying for shows and that kind of grind Um, and it really helps you to stand out because then when curators know you they're going to, you're going to start receiving invitations instead of having to apply, like, you know, the entry fees can like really add up. So you want to kind of like go beyond that and begin to be invited to things. And the way to do that is to create relationships. So, um, number one is to, um, to offer something. And number two is to write them directly. Um, you can write them, I, I recommend an email, um, and ask them if they have any projects coming up in the next year, because that because curators work like really long term, and so they will know what they're doing like over the next year, and oftentimes they start planning out like six months in advance. So you want to get on their radar, um, and and just uh, you know have like a long game there. So number three, um, if somebody in the art, if there's somebody in the art world that you want to work with. A really nice thing that you can do is make a connection for them. So perhaps they are wanting to meet another curator that you already know, or you have a connection that they might find interesting. Um, You you can make a connection that is mutually beneficial. If you can do that, then the curator will feel like they want to do something for you and return the favor. It will stand out. even if they don't have any opportunities, they may know somebody who does and recommend it to you. So think relationally. So if you, um, if, it, if there's a curator or anybody in the art world who who wants to meet somebody else, um, then, and if you have that capability, if you know that person, then, um, then be sure to make that connection and like be a connector because that will pay you back in the future because um, that curator is gonna think of you in like a really positive way. So that is another idea for you. Now all this takes a little bit more um, forward thinking than just applying to a show that you see on like an open call. Um, It does require a little bit more foresight. So what I recommend doing is um, making a list. So make like an Excel list or something like that um, and start looking at like who are the curators of the exhibits that I like, um, or even like, even places, uh, it doesn't have to be just curators. It can also be galleries. Um, it can be, um, institutions, museums, what are the galleries, institutions, museums and curators, um, or just like people in the art world that are in charge of things that I, or collectors that I would like to be involved with and make a list and see if you can find their email addresses. And just start writing to them and make it very personal, very relational. Um, And, you know, don't ask outright, like, can you put me in this show? Instead, um, just share, be more of like a sharer. Uh, Like, this is what I'm working on. I'm really excited about it because of this. Um, If you have any opportunities, I'd be grateful if you could keep me in mind. So that's a great way to do it. So, so yeah, those are three ways that you can stand out from a sea of other artists and really be seen by these gatekeepers. And number four, so number four, you can create your own opportunity. And this goes back to kind of like becoming your own gatekeeper. So if you want to exhibit with some artists that you respect, perhaps you could create an exhibition and invite those artists to participate. You don't have to even like have a gallery. You can just say, we're doing like this pop-up exhibition and I'm curating it you know, you can give it a title, you don't even have to have a gallery or do anything like that. Um, you can just create your own thing and invite your own artists of people that you respect. And there are so many places that would love to host you. Um, so there's different different options for that. Um, so you could look, people talk about coffee shops a lot. So yes, you know, coffee shops could be an idea. But also, um a little bit nicer, a little bit more elevated is corporate spaces. So um, of the artists that you invite, maybe like ask around and see if like a spouse or somebody has a connection to um, to a more corporate space that would be interested in hosting um, an art exhibition. Because a lot of these corporate spaces, they're looking for opportunities to get more involved in the community. And a group art exhibition is like such, everybody loves that. So. Um, so, so look at like more corporate spaces as well, um, cause often they have like better security, um, you know, a nice, a very nice space. And, um, and there's gonna be a lot of people walking through it who have more high net worth who could potentially buy something. So, so look at corporate spaces. You could also um, look at renting out your own space or if somebody has like already has a really nice studio, they could turn it into like a gallery space just for a night. Um, there's like endless ideas. So anywhere that has like a nice space. And this will be very specific to each one of you. You could also look at private clubs. Um, so um, so I started Eric Contemporary because of that idea. I wanted to exhibit with a lot of my artist friends. and um, And so I created exhibitions. Where we would have like themes, really fun themes, and um, and so we would like exhibit, and so I was able to find different places that would host us. A lot of them were country clubs, um, department stores, um, apartment complexes, um, some corporate places. So um, so any anywhere that was like a nice atmosphere, um, I would ask, and a lot of times they would say yes. So um, and this works great because then if you exhibit someplace, um, oftentimes they will also promote it for you. And so you'll get a whole new stable of buyers coming in and potentially buying some of the works. So um, so creating your own opportunities is certainly another um, another way to do it. And that way you can really skip the line. I mean, you become your own gatekeeper and you're like, yeah, I am good enough. <laughs> and then you, um, you bring in the artists that you want to exhibit with. And this can work um, for other opportunities as well. So it doesn't have to be just a show. Um, So you can create other opportunities as well. I know a lot of you guys do um, like sculpture or performance art and stuff like that. So you can just like not wait for an opportunity to come to you. You can create an opportunity. Um, I know some filmmakers who create their own film festival and they just like, they rent out a theater and you know they create their own film festival. So that is another opportunity for really skipping the line and becoming your own gatekeeper. All right, so now um, I can't wait to talk to you guys more about questions because I know you're going to have a lot of questions on this, but, um, but I'm going to move on to the next part. So I just wanted to talk about some specific methods now to internally break through your beliefs about who you are and what you are capable of accomplishing to shatter your own glass ceiling. Okay, so with a, a lot of times with artists and just people in general, um, yeah, a lot of times uh, with artists and just people in general, um, we, we have a limit on ourselves as to what we think we can accomplish. So for instance, when you walk by the Philadelphia Museum of Art or your local museum, can you picture yourself showing there next year, like a big showing of like your work? Oh my gosh, like so exciting. If not, this may be an upper limit for you, because there are artists in the world who do picture showing there and who have showed there. No one is inherently better than you. And if you have been around in the art world for a while, then you will know how subjective the art world is in regards to art. So what makes it into museums actually has a lot more to do with how much self-confidence and what the artist thinks about their work than how the the art actually looks like. If an artist has a lot of self-confidence in their work and sees it ending up in a place like the city's museum, that artist will make choices in their art career that will lead them to that point. For instance, they will speak of their artwork highly, um, they will price it at museum prices, and they will really go for the gold in the opportunities that they try for. Um, They will treat themselves like a professional and know that the sky is the limit. So how do we break through our own glass ceiling so that we can accomplish really great things that amaze even ourselves? I'm going to give you three methods that you can use in order to bring awareness to any limiting beliefs around your own capabilities and transcend your own glass ceiling, your internal glass ceiling, into a whole new level. Okay, so these are really practical things that you can do. So number one Write out a list of 100 desires that you have for your art career and write it from the point of knowing that if you write it, you can accomplish it. It goes back to what would you try if you knew that you could not fail? Some examples would be have a retrospective at the Philadelphia Museum of Art or get into the Venice Biennale or make $100,000 off my art in one year or a million dollars, whatever your goals are don't censor yourself, and write down the desires that even seem impossible. And you can write this in stages as well. So like maybe this year, you're like, I want to make $50,000 from my art. But then you can also write down, you know, I want to make a million dollars from my art. And maybe that's like next year, you know, so, um, so, so write down anything that comes to mind, and make sure that you get to 100. Because after, you know, after like, 20 or 30, you're going to start really having to think like, and think bigger. And this is when you're going to start challenging your mindset right now to think bigger. So this is going to help to shatter that glass ceiling and to really like break through any internal blocks. So after your number two, after you've finished writing your a hundred desires, put a star next to the ones that feel particularly out of reach. This will tell you what your upper limit is. So your next work is to visualize yourself experiencing those very desires that feel so out of reach. This will normalize this goal to your brain and get the ball rolling with your mind to find solutions that will bring you to that point. So visualize experiencing these out of reach desires every morning. And after a while, they won't feel so out of reach your mind will adjust to the normality of it because your mind can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So it will start to come up with practical ways to reach these really high goals. It'll change the way that you think about how you operate in the world. And number three, write out your fear inventory. So this is a shadow work practice that will uncover some of your darker fears that are holding you back from transcending to a new level. So the way it works is um, at the top of the page, so you'll have like a journal um, and you write a fear about your art career at the top of the page. I'm going to give you an example. So um, I am afraid of becoming a famous artist because then I will be seen. So um, so that's like a, a fear. It's actually a, a very common fear. But um, then you go down as to like why that is a fear until you really get down really deep. So um, you go down to the fears until you get to a really deep fear that you can't go any further. So the next line below that might be, I'm afraid of being seen because I'm afraid people will not like me. Then you go down again, for instance, I'm afraid people will not like me because I'm afraid I'm not good enough. And then you go down again, I'm afraid I'm not good enough because I'm afraid I'm a fraud. I'm afraid I'm a fraud because the teachers at school said I wouldn't amount to anything. I'm afraid that what the teacher said is true. And if I am famous, the world will see it too. And then I'm afraid I'll be humiliated. So you go down until you you can't think of any more fears within the fears. And this is a really powerful practice that is extremely revealing. and um, And once you get down to like the deepest fear. It, it gives you such clarity. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. A lot of times you're like, that's such a silly fear. Um, but but sometimes it's like, well, I I know where that fear came from from the, this like experience that I had. Like oftentimes as a child or a young adult, um, or a lot of people have bad experiences in art school, unfortunately. Um, so so basically, we want to reveal those feel fears. Um, and what you reveal, you can then heal. So the way to heal it is to look at it, to acknowledge your fears, and to write out the opposite of your fears on the next sheet of paper across from it. So you say things like, I'm so happy I'm a famous artist because I get to shine my light within the world. And I'm so happy that my work heals people, including the teachers who said my work would never amount to anything. So this kind of work takes patience. It's a little bit time-consuming, and it's, um, it's like kind of like emotionally exhausting, but it's so worth it because it will help you to break through to like this unbelievable new level because you're gonna shed all those fears. So this is a really powerful practice and it it definitely works in removing subconscious blocks. And then a nice touch that you can do is you can burn the um, the fear inventory. So um, when I did a lot of this fear inventory, um, I, I I burned the pieces. I like put them in a little jar and I took them outside and I burned them. And you can like scatter them to the wind. And, um, and you're like, yeah, I'm free of that. So um, so that's that's a great way to transcend into a new level because um, you know it's only you holding yourself back. Really, um, you can achieve anything you want. Okay. So lastly, I want to talk about stepping into your highest artist identity by harnessing different energetic practices like dancing, forest bathing, and yoga that can channel your life force into creating more resonant and vibrational artwork that is the most powerful for you. So the basic idea here is that you are a channel for life to move through you. And as artists, we express that life on the canvas in our sculpture or our sculpture in however we choose to express our mediums. So our work, our artwork, is a direct reflection of the state of mind that we are in right now. So getting into a state of mind that is incredibly energetic and powerful and joyful will create work that has incredible power to it and has a deep sense of integrity, like it matters. So when you feel that way about your your work, your work will, will speak for itself and other people will see it, recognize it, and feel that way too. So your essence bleeds into the work and taking care of who you are um, it's a huge priority if you want to create next-level artwork, actually. So I just want to encourage you to really make the time to do the things that make you feel the most alive, because this will add power and aliveness to your work. So for me, this includes going dancing. I do ecstatic dancing, which is just like very free dancing in a beautiful atmosphere, often outside. A lot of different people. It has a very intentional um you know, way of dancing, and um, and it's all sober as well, which is really nice. And it really wakes up my body whenever I do this. Um, and a lot of times, as artists, we're really in our heads, um, especially if you work detail work. So it's great to remember your body and to move your body, because um, moving your body creates a beautiful energy that comes out into your art. So, um, yeah, dancing is a wonderful way to do that, um, and. You know, you can think sometimes that, like, taking time away from your practice is like a waste of time, but actually, you know, if something's very nourishing to you, it is incredibly, it's like charging your battery. Like, after a dancing session, I just want to, like, paint all night long because I'm so full of life. So, and this will probably not be dancing for everybody. You know, you know what things inspire you and that make you feel like that. So maybe you love sailing. Um or maybe you love hiking or maybe you love yoga. So think of the things that really make you feel alive. Um, there's also the concept of forest bathing, which is an Asian concept where you go into a forest or the woods and you just get outside and you know you're you're basically absorbing being in nature for like at least an hour. So that in studies they've done with scientists, your heart rate gets very congruent and like, it calms and your nervous system really calms down. And when you're in this state of mind, you can create so freely and ideas come to you in a really beautiful effortless way. And other things um, like running, swimming, and also singing can also be really beautiful ways to tap into this part of you. So the things that you choose to do with your body and mind do become a part of your artwork. So think carefully as you choose your activities. So some questions to ask are, does this feed my soul or does it deplete it? How do I feel after this activity? And what are the things that I do that always inspire me? Do I feel better or worse after doing this activity? Um, and just do more of those things that are feeding your soul. And and you will see that your artwork gets more um, intentional because you're taking care of yourself and you are... Um, yeah, that fulfillment is going to bleed out into your artwork. Okay, so that's all I have for you today for my presentation. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, And I just want to say before I open up for question and answer and hand it back to Kat, um, if you want to see my work, I have an upcoming show on September 11th at the Tyler Arboretum. It's in Media, Pennsylvania. Um, And you can see my work at JessicaLibor.com. If you want to see my courses and coaching, one-on-one and also my course, you can go to the visionaryartistsalon.com and um, I would love to connect with you. So so thank you guys for your attention. I hope this was helpful and um, now I'll hand it back to Kat.
1: Okay, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful practices as well as the practical ways we can reach out and start embodying that identity because um, I love which, how you structured your talk because of course we want to dream big and of course we want to shift our mindset, but if that won't work unless we take those practical things like reaching out and really believing in ourselves and putting ourselves out there in new and exciting ways. So thank you so much. This was really beautiful. of course. Um, yes, yeah, can we have some links from you? Could you just type in your links in? Oh, the sure, chat, please. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people asking and yes it was amazing I totally agree as well this was a really deep and juicy whole session for us to really I think after this we should all just go maybe go into the woods (laughs) do a little forest (laughs) meeting and let the information absorb um, because I think there's a lot of good and I really needed it actually personally thank you so much because the other thing that happens and I'll, I'll give it back to you Jessica in just a moment but I think I don't know if you've ever experienced this when you start manifesting and those dreams that came into your life, sometimes like, there's a growing period of where you learn to accept it. And you like, you believe that it's even happening because sometimes that's when the imposter syndrome comes in is when you start getting opportunities and getting those yeses. And you're like, oh my gosh, am I good enough? Like what if, you know, and all this stuff comes up. So all this is really, really helpful to consider and to work through so that you can receive more and expand and get Mm -hmm. rid of those limiting beliefs. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, so does anyone have any questions or insights after hearing this beautiful talk? If you can raise your hand or just pop on the video, we'd love to hear from you. And you can ask Jessica anything you wanna know or ask for you know coaching for your career as well. Don't be shy. I have plenty of questions, so. <laughs>
0: I will say it's so um i did i did my hair today and um it is so humid here today that it just like all the curl came out immediately oh, <laughs> so sorry so guys beautiful. <laughs> thanks
1: I, that happened to me yesterday like i also had curly hair and it was straight by the end of the
2: day so. <laughs> yeah
1: um okay well if no one has any questions yet feel free to pop and if you don't feel like being on camera today, I totally get it. You can always pop it in the chat as well. If you have a question, (laughs) um, or raise your hand or just pop on, but I will ask you some questions. Okay. I see something in the chat. Um, can forest bathing be done in any nature space?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Miami. Yeah. Um, well, they did the, I think like they did most of the research in Japan, but, um, but, I think that it can certainly be translated to just like nature in general, actually Miami has some i've I've been to Miami okay, and there are forests in Miami there's a lot of forests in miami and um and I've been to a lot of them so there's there's lots they may not look like the forests in the east coast, but um when you there's certainly like places that you can go like um the i think it's called the Vizekaya um Vizicaya, uh, forests and gardens or something. Um, but, and there's lots of places like beaches have like tons of trees and, um, you can see like the, um, the macaws in the trees. And so the the point is to just get outside into like a natural space. So yeah, if you live like in the Sahara desert, like you want to like go outside and like be one with like the sand or something, you know? So, so as long as you're in like a natural space, um, then then yeah, yeah, I think it definitely works. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Jackie. And I also hear, to a second that, um, I hear that the ocean has like really good positive eons that can really help strengthen the immune system. Mm. And I'm sure it's so inspiring. So just get out to the beach. <laughs> um, yes. You live in a beautiful place. And Elena says, I read that there was a study about how people's mood changes, even from looking at pictures of trees. Oh my gosh, that's awesome, Elena. Thank you so much for sharing, love. Mm. Yay! Okay, I think Tiffany had her hand up next, and then we'll go through the other um, questions in the chat.
2: I was just going to answer that, so and I typed it in the chat. Um, I forgot to lower my hand. You're so floating in the water, like if you like go and you like float in the water, like on your back, it does the exact same thing as if you were forest bathing. So, like if you're by the ocean or a lake or a Mm -hmm. river and you want to go and float, it has the same effects on your body. So -hmm. that was all that I had to share.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's good to know.
1: I really, for some reason, um, it's funny that as you were sharing, Jessica, I all of a sudden just really wanted to go swimming. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, we need to go to the beach, our queen's beach retreat.
0: Oh, that would be so amazing.
1: (laughs) We need to make it happen. Yes, these strokes are done. Okay, Billy says, do you have any journal prompts or affirmations for helping receive the manifestations and good things coming your way? I sometimes feel guilt of why am I so lucky when things come my way? And don't know how to figure out my block with that. Oh, I can relate to that one.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any
1: suggestions,
0: yes, I do. So, um, so people have different like triggers around receiving something. So, um, so this is also like an upper limit problem. Um, I would recommend reading the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, I'll type it in the chat as well. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's all about um, it's all about recognizing uh, why you kind of like keep yourself in a certain amount. Um, so you'll see that people oftentimes like they're only able to make a certain amount of money per year. It doesn't matter what they do, um, and it's because it's because like it's out of their identity to like make less than that. Um, it becomes uncomfortable to make less than that, or more than that. It, it also becomes uncomfortable. Because they feel like um, they feel like something might happen. They're out of their comfort zone, um, and it can be different things for different people. So um, I recommend journaling about just that idea: Why am I so lucky? Um, and why do I feel guilty? So that's um, that's a that's a good journal prompt in itself. Like why do I feel guilty when good things come my way? And then go back into your um, you know your childhood and young adulthood. Um, and even adulthood, and think about um, times when it was not safe for you to receive something. So maybe like, I mean, this could go back to, you know, being like the middle child, and you got something, and like, if you got something, that means your brothers and sisters had to get the same thing or something, and so you're afraid of something being taken away from you. Um, Or um, it could be, um, you know, perhaps you were raised in a way that, made you feel that, um, you know, rich people or successful people, um, were also, um, bad people. And so subconsciously you keep yourself from becoming one of those bad people, um, because it was like, um, cause that was your upbringing and you don't want to feel like you are one of those bad people. Um, so it could be anything like these, those are just to suggest to, um, uh, not suggestions, those are two examples, but um another thing for a lot of artists struggle with is feeling like art does not really contribute anything to humanity and this is something that I struggled with when I was younger um, in that like oh, I should actually be a doctor or something, you know, like then I could really be of service to humanity and um until you know i I worked with a therapist about this and Um, and we came to some really powerful truths and that is that, um, first of all, art does something that nature cannot in that it shares the human experience. It connects the human experience. It transcends language barriers and, um, and it's, it's that powerful in that way. And then also I sold a really large piece to a collector who was a doctor and I was like, oh my gosh, you do such an amazing job, you know? Um, I just respect doctors so much. Um, You know, sometimes I think like, I should have been a doctor because like, you guys are such service to humankind. And he looked like shocked and he was like, well, I just, I just help people to live, but you give people like a reason to live, you know? And so just think of that, like, like, why do people want to live? It's to experience all of the beauty and all of the feeling of life. So like we actually create, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. We create part of the reason that people want to be alive. So what we do is actually really important. And um, when you start thinking like, why am I so lucky? Why am I getting so much um, attention or press or um, success? Just think like, because I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to the world in such a powerful way. And it's a mission. It's a mission. It's your birthright. Yeah. Yeah
1: damn girl that was (laughs) was amazing that everyone just take write that down Mm. um and just that was really beautiful thank you so much for sharing that yeah amazing um it is important and you're so right i think like so many times we don't realize that we can't like the world would be so boring without art and music and books and movies like what would we do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. i thought about survival like art is that thriving piece we are yeah. even though i think we struggle so much sometimes with our mindset and even like finances as artists because of these conditionings that we receive like we are the piece to thriving and not just surviving you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even mm-hmm. if you think about you know, the concept of evolution like we wouldn't have art if we didn't oh, figure all these other things out yeah it's like super special yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Okay,
1: thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. Um, Jennifer had her hand up next.
0: And I, I see Adina also has her hand up too.
1: Yeah, but I see those are in my order. Might be oh, okay, or great. Kind of thing. <laughs> Hi, um, thank you so
2: much, Jessica. This was, yeah, so powerful. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I am sorry. I was kind of like multitasking, so I apologize if you already answered this. But my question is, I guess two part like one how do you kind of embody the belief of like you know your hopes and dreams and goals before you're there and then also how do you embody like all this growth and success you've become when you don't like necessarily like feel like see it on a daily basis oh
0: my makes gosh sense. i love this question so much oh my gosh <laughs> i love it, I love it. <laughs> this is so, this is such a great question because i'm like I, I, um, I have like a, um, like an affirmation buddy and like, we were literally talking about this yesterday. Um, so, okay. So from my understanding and what I've been doing over the past like year is, um, so before, so like, I don't have like a show at the Philadelphia Museum of Art this year or something like that, but in my head, I'm like, um, so, okay. So there's a couple different ways that you can do this. Um, So first of all, you want to get really clear about like where you want to be, you know, so like me and get really clear and like write out like a day in the life of like where you want to be. Um, So like maybe, you know, I get up and I go to my sun filled light studio and um, I have my assistants who are helping me and everything is super organized. I know exactly where everything is. I am in the green this month and this year. I have so much money coming in, and it's so much abundance, and because of that, I'm able to, like, fund all these charities that I really love, and, um, and also give people that work with me, like, a really great um, and fulfilling career, um, so maybe, you know, just think of the feelings that you want to create, and, like, the ideas that you have, and also, like, the details, like, um, you know, like, I'm wearing this, like, silk gown, and I have, like, my uh, my favorite coffee in my hand, and as I go in, I feel really like healthy and excited to like work with these people that I love and talk about like the up- upcoming exhibition and ways to strategize how to make that a success. So like, um, make it really exciting and like no, you know, there's there's no limit to it, right? Um, yeah. And so you want all those aspects of it, and and also include like anything personal, like uh, like maybe like um. You know, uh, my partner is so supportive, and I feel so like solid and supported by my partner, and um, uh, it's, it's such a joy to be able to like share that with them. And um, there's fresh flowers in my studio, and I have sketchbooks full of things that I'm like ready to like execute. So just think about that. Think about like a day in the life, like your ideal life. And then what you can do is review it every morning, imagine it every morning and then start to make like small changes to shift into that r- reality. So, um, so maybe like some, like maybe you, you aren't in a place to like hire somebody right now, but maybe you can like have an intern or, um, maybe you can, um, maybe you can't afford like, uh, the kind of like dress that you want, but you can get something similar and like, just feel the vibe of it, you know? Um, maybe maybe you don't have like hundreds of pe- pieces all organized perfectly, but maybe you have 10 pieces and you can organize them perfectly and like treat them like they are really important. And um, maybe you have a small mailing list of 100 people, but you can write to them like they are a 1,000 people and like they are the most important people in the world to you. You know what I mean? So So you can just take what you have right now and start to make small shifts, like, like, and, and it will help you to keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on like that, that, um, that bullseye of what you're shooting for. And, and um, yeah, and, and also like, think backwards, like, that person that you want to be, um, you know, how are they structuring their business to get to that point? And if you're like, if I'm definitely going to get to that point, what am I doing now to prepare for it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Does
2: that help? Yeah. That's so helpful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good.
0: What a great question. Thank you so
1: much. And great answer too. And I, I want to just add to it. Um, what Jessica said just to add another layer is everything you've all created up to this point, you've manifested, you know, whatever term you want to use, you've created this. So Mm -hmm. a hack for me has been looking around and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm exhibiting at this space and this space. I, I asked for this years ago and it's happening. So whatever I'm asking for now is already happening and I'm working towards it. Just realizing how powerful you are. Like you've already created things you didn't have before. Like you never had maybe your own apartment or you you never had a show and now you have a show. Mm -hmm. So the same person, that did that is mm-hmm. gonna do the next thing. So that's so mm-hmm.
0: cool. I love that. Yeah, that's such a, such a great point, Kat.
1: Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Adina, you had your hand up too, love.
2: Uh... Hi got I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I think one of the coolest things that you brought up was that we are of infinite value. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on this for a really long time, personally, within the therapy and with the uh, 12-step recovery program, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just got it, you know, but I never got the fact, and this is a game changer for me, what you said, that because our art is an extension of ourselves, that it's of an infinite value. Mm -hmm. So that's really meaningful meaningful for me. Um, I come from a, a background where I really wanted to go to art school, and at the time, my dad was just like you know you're great at art but you need to like pursue you know something that'll make you money and get you you know like a real job right and so I ended up in sales and um, business development and I find myself supporting other artists because I'm so passionate about art Mm -hmm. and um, supporting other businesses um, and not or pursuing, you know, my work, mm-hmm. and I'm not able, well, I should say, I haven't been able to, um, really invest in myself and promote my work, mm-hmm. and that's just a theme that's gone through, you know, that that's like a thread that's gone through my life, mm-hmm. um, so there's that, and then, um, oh gosh, I don't know, oh, um, my work, and, um, is very therapeutic and Mm -hmm. i'm a mental health advocate Mm -hmm. um and i really like one of my biggest dreams is to work with children Mm -hmm. um maybe at-risk kids Mm -hmm. um and like women Mm -hmm. um to help them you know understand and realize that they're of intrinsic value and their art is of intrinsic value mm-hmm. because of my path and my journey. Yeah. I, I want to share that experience and help that. So I don't know, you know what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so one of my core beliefs that I just kind of figured out this summer is that any hardship that we went through in life was actually so that we are able to transcend it. So anything that we have gone through that's like been really hard or some, somebody said something mean to us, or um, you know, any challenge that we have is given to us so that we can transcend it and we can have the opportunity to overcome it so that we can inspire others and heal ourselves. So, um, so I really applaud the work that you're doing and I think it's fantastic. And, um, so just know that any, any work that you do towards yourself, like, um, like practicing your own art and, um, and really putting value on your own art, um, that's going to absolutely inform how you heal other people as well, because, you know, it's like a parent, um, you know, all the beliefs of the parent get instilled into the child. So um, as you're, as you are coaching and helping these other people, um, any kind of like healing work you do on yourself is uh, by proxy going to also heal other people. So I think that's wonderful. I think you should just just go for your own arts. Yeah, definitely.
1: Thank you so much what a beautiful question and thank you for doing this work and thank you so much jessica for your thoughtful response and wisdom and um, i also just want to encourage everyone who has a hard time showing up for yourselves have you ever watched someone's journey like maybe someone you admire or a book you read or another artist and even without them coaching you directly or even without them uh telling you or giving you advice just watching them inspires and empowers you and Mm -hmm. makes you feel like you can do it too Mm -hmm. like that's what you know we have to make that commitment for ourselves because 90 percent of the time we won't hear how we're impacting someone in fact like 99.9 percent of the time no one's going to write not every single person that we empower or support is going to tell us, but they might be thinking it, right? So I think it's so important that we show up for ourselves Mm because it is a trickle and a ripple effect and its energy is going to be moving. So Mm -hmm. we're we're cheering for you and excited, just maybe maybe making a tiny bit more room for yourself this Mm -hmm. season of your life. Thank you so much. Awesome. Oh my goodness, this was so amazing. Thank you so much, everyone who was opening up and sharing. And Jessica, thank you for this, like, I, I needed this, I think more than anyone, so thank you so much. I'm going to pop in your websites again in the chat. You have a show coming up, anything else that we need to know about that's happening in your world?
0: Um, Yeah, pretty much just the show coming up, and um, and yeah, like, I'm doing everything I can with the show. I'm actually going to be finishing this piece up today. Um. So yeah, it's very exciting. So if you wanna come, if you're in the Philly area, um, please come out and um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm here for you. If you wanna chat, you can always send me a DM or an email. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank
1: you so much for, for this beautiful presentation and for your energy and are so incredible because I, I haven't worked with you in that realm, but I know you for a few years and it's, uh, it's been really wonderful to see you grow and share and empower others. So thank you so much. Thank
0: everyone. you, and Jessica.
2: Thank you. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Okay. We love you. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. I hope you guys really enjoyed that training from the art queens today that I gave and I hope it was really transformative for you. And I really, you know, wish for you that it really shifts something and that it propels you to a new level. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I look forward to connecting with you in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. Stay inspired.